Christmas changes our lives. And obviously, we know at Valley Community Church that Christmas is all about Jesus. But you know, when you watch the Christmas movies, which we have, there is always a conflict and then a warm, fuzzy feeling when they make up. But they say Christmas is all about family. And church family, it is about family. They also say Christmas is also about love, and it is. And Christmas is all about giving. Yes, it is about giving. But let's align ourselves and let's just begin to understand the heart of God from the very beginning, before the creation of this earth, the recreation of this earth, that God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit had a plan. These three things I mentioned, all these are not entirely wrong, but the season Christmas is about family, it is about love, and it's about giving. But as Pastor Dan read, God gave his family to us. I will say that again. God gave his family to us because he loves us, wanting us to be a part of his family. Christmas is still about Jesus. So let me show you in Scripture uh, a sermon that Peter preached, and let's touch on that sermon. We're not going to take long here because I know it's Christmas and the roast is in the oven. Ours is too. In Acts chapter 3, Peter quotes a verse from Genesis 28 when God had said some things to Abraham. And verse 25 of Acts 3 says, You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed, speaking to Abraham. And notice the words, your seed. Verse 26 says, To you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you. We're talking about family, love, and giving. To bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. So what we learn is Christmas is about family. God wants to bless your family, but what's horrible is I've watched through the years how so many families are not blessed because they haven't invited Jesus into their home or into their life or into their celebration of Christmas. So when we think of the word family, to some it's not a good memory. It's hard, today's hard because a bunch of families are getting together. Also, you know, I've watched through the years, I'm a hugger of people. I grew up German and around Italians and all that, and just a bunch of people who hug. 
And so I'm a hugger. And, you know, there, there are times that some people, I've, they notice that I'm going to give them a hug, side hug, whatever it is, and they back away. And then what happens in those same people is uh, maybe a month, two months, three months, a year later, as they begin to grow in the revelation of Jesus and the love of God, at times they come to me and they say, you know, remember that time that you went to hug me and I backed away? I don't have good memories about family. I don't have good memories about my father and my parents. You know, again, I thought, how horrible that is. And what I'm trying to do today is to really let you understand is that sin brought that pain into this world. But Jesus, out of love for us, wanting us to be in his family, sent his son, Jesus, who became flesh, who became human, so that he could take that sin and pain away from us. And even though our past experiences have been so devastating, we can literally be overwhelmed by the love of God, by the power of God and the power of salvation and break through this year into today, I will start in my family of walking in love and giving and being a family that loves in spite of other people who have that horrible misunderstanding of Christmas that Jesus came to take care of your pain. I want you to know again that God wants to bless your family. Jesus removed the power of sin so that you may walk in this wholeness of joy. I want you to know the only way all the families of earth can be blessed and your family blessed is by your seed, by you, by the revelation of what God did in you through salvation, removing the power of sin so that out of your seed, your family can walk in the blessings of God. Some of you are sitting here and thinking, but my spouse doesn't serve God. Or I've, I've gone through this pain. I've lost my spouse. And some of you this year, you've lost your spouse and you're here and I love you. And I pray the anointing of the power of his love to overwhelm you so that that peace and joy can be with you today. Some of you have lost parents this year, grandparents, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles. See, I have great memories of my family. I got early text messages because they're all on the East Coast. And 5.30, 6 o'clock this morning when I was getting ready, uh, my cousins, you know, texting me, Merry Christmas. Uh, and then they, I know you're busy. 
And I thought, no, you're busy. That's why you didn't call me. You just wanted to text me. (laughs) But I have great memories of my family growing up. Also, when I married Terry, I married the person of fun and the person who I think created Christmas (laughs) and um, created that in our home. And if you walk in my home, some of you had this year, at this time season, and you see the, the beautification and the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. She's amazing with family. She's amazing with Christmas. And she's so amazing with Christmas, she actually got me at least in the parking lots of malls almost every day this week. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Now, we're not perfect, but we do laugh a lot. I told her yesterday, did you know, because I went and got her something, did you know that you put me in a parking lot or a mall almost every day? (laughs) She just looked at me, and, you know. So Christmas is about family. Second thing I want to reiterate to you, Christmas is also about love. Now really listen to the statements I'm about to make. Because it's scripture. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans goes on to say that God did, did this in hope we would accept his son. For all of our congregations watching online, all around the world, different places that you respond to me, I want you to understand that God loves you. And wherever you're at, God loves you. Again, it goes on to say, God this and hope we would accept his son. That's the point. That's really Christmas. That we would accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's the hope. I read, I read a story in a book years ago, and I had shared this story quite a while ago with the congregation, and I felt it very appropriate that I would read this part of the story again. It's an older gentleman was asked to come up to the platform to tell a story in a church. It was a service, a Christmas service like this. And the gentleman began by saying, I want to tell you a story of a father a son and the son's friend. The father, the son, and the son's friend went sailing off the coast of the Pacific Ocean. A storm rose up and the boat capsized and they couldn't get back to the shore. When the boat capsized, the father had a very difficult decision to make. This decision was he had one lifeline. The decision was would he throw the lifeline to his son or his son's friend? He knew that his son was a believer, but his son's friend was not. He couldn't in that quick moment bear the thought that his son's friend would slip into eternity 
without knowing Jesus. So the elder gentleman continues to tell the story after he had paused with a little emotion. The father actually yelled, I love you, son, and threw the lifeline to the son's friend. By the time he got his son's friend to the boat, the son had slipped away and his body was never recovered. During that service, there were two teenagers sitting off to the side listening intently. And after he finished the story, the elder man sat down and the teenagers went up to him and said to him, you know, that was an amazing story, but we don't really think it's realistic that he would throw the rope to his son's friend, hoping he would become a Christian. And the elderly gentleman smiled at him, and the elderly gentleman said to the boys, that is exactly what God did. And it may not sound realistic, but let me tell you this. I was the son's friend. He continued to say, when that man did that for me, he showed me how much God loved me. Christmas is about God so loved the world that he gave. We need to allow that passion to manifest, not because it's commercial. I don't mind the commercial because I know what it represents, but it becomes real in our heart. Here's the third thing. Christmas is about giving. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The reason we give gifts during Christmas is because God gave the greatest gift. And his name is Jesus, the Christ. Here's my question. How many of you have ever been short of money during Christmas? Come on, be honest with me. One time I was sitting in my office when we were newly married and we had children, young children. And you know, when, when you're young, you, you want to just like, we're going to do everything and get everything and, and do that. We're going to be like everybody else. And so I went to the Lord because we didn't have a lot. And I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, I want to be able to celebrate Christmas like everyone else does. And in my spirit, he said, really? You don't want to celebrate Jesus? And as I was thinking about that, being my personality, I kind of snapped back at God. And I said, I know right now my priorities aren't in line, but you know, I really want my children to have like others have. Some of you are there. But when I said this, the Holy Spirit popped scriptures into my mind. I want to read you these. 
Romans 1.11 says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established. 1 Timothy 4.14 says, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of eldership. And then the third one, 2 Timothy 1.6, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Just like that, the Lord put in my heart is, yes, I have that desire to give my kids everything everybody else got. Folks, I don't know where the, that thinking comes from. I, I get it. I, I know. I, it's pride, whatever it was. But the Lord began to really show me some, one of the focuses of my preaching will always be imparting spiritual gifts to the body of Christ. So the Lord brought to my mind Jill and Ryan, personality and spiritual gifts. And it was funny because I had the attitude my wife didn't. You know, she just going to cook and bake and do all the different things. But at that time, we began to talk about spiritual gift, praying over our children, you know, and, and doing that. And that was years, well, quite a few years back. And we've been married 41 years. And when I began to do that, it really sparked something in my spirit regarding you, the church. By the way, that very same year, um, I began to do that. I began to pray and in the knowledge that I had. So don't get me wrong. I'm still growing in every area of my life, and so are you. But in the knowledge that I had, I began to just pray over that and just, you know, with, with babies in the house and stuff like that. But lo and behold, not lo and behold, <laughs> this is God is a gentleman walked up and handed me an envelope with $300 in it. And this was in the 80s. $300 today is like $700. Church family, be a blessing to others and give. But understand, part of that giving is an impartation of spiritual gifts to others. Well, how do you do that? Some of you say, well, I, what, are you, what are you even talking about? And spiritual gifts in the Bible that God has given each individual person. But without teaching on that, that's next year I'll teach on it. But the reality that we must understand is it's not really about opening the box, but that's real. I like that. How many of you like opening those boxes? Unless someone's playing a trick on you, it's a big box and it's, we're, we're going to do that to, to Morgan, you know, because she's always looking to see what kind of size her gift is. So we're going to put a big old box and then put one about this small in the middle. But, but Terry said no. No, she didn't say So Christmas is about family, it's about love, and it's about giving. So let me close with this statement. And then we're going to receive communion. 
and listen to an amazing song written so beautifully about this season. But Christmas is about Jesus who was given to us through love. When we accept him, you and I become the family of God and then our seed brings the blessings of God in all of our families, all of our homes, and our church. Pastor Dan.